the generation growing up is just that connected and is always tuned in and listening. Um, that's one trend that's just undeniable. The, other, the second trend is like how they interface with AI and with machines. And audio is the preferred format. So they've already picked audio. Hello, it's Omar Oaks, editor of The Media Leader, and welcome to The Media Leader Podcast. Hope you're well out there, and welcome to today's episode. I'm excited to bring you my interview with Lee Brown, who is Spotify's Vice President, Head of Advertising, Business, and Platform. We spoke at our recent Future of Audio Europe conference, which came at an interesting time, actually, for Spotify. Um, Spotify had just launched its annual earnings report, in which founder and CEO Daniel Ek admitted the company had over invested in podcasts. And of course, regular industry watchers will know that the company has been under pressure by Eck to significantly increase its advertising income. Brown is responsible for that. And of course, this also comes at a time when the digital media market has faced significant turbulence over the last year, as digital advertising income has stalled relatively. So... What is in store for Spotify as it aims to monetize its music and podcast platform? How's it going to use technology to deliver innovative ways of engaging with consumers and improve content discovery? How is it looking to the future? What sorts of people is it going to hire and enhance advertising confidence? We're going to get into that in my interview with Lee Brown from Spotify. So before we begin, so explain your role, Vice President, Global Advertising, you just fly around the world and kind of, you know, you've got, you've got your colleagues here, like Ed Kautzman's just joined you, yes. kind of um, telling them, sell more, sell more. Kind of, what, what do you do, Lee? Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I definitely do that. Uh, that's part of the job. Um, I live on Delta, uh, so I do travel quite a bit. I manage our global advertising organization uh, for Spotify. It's just shy of 2,000 people. It's in uh, all the regions of the world. Um, and then within that group, we've got sales and marketing, we've got operations, we've got business development, we've got R&D, um, we've got uh, research data, obviously data scientists. So that whole org is sort of focused 100% on the advertising business. Uh, we work closely with Stockholm and with Sweden on the consumer experience to make sure that uh, when we are designing products and designing features for our free tier, that we're bringing the best, uh, not only for advertisers and the performance, but also for consumers and the user experience. And internally, where are you at with 20%? How far away are you from doing that? And what, why is that such a focus? From the outside, it seems um, a little bit odd, to be honest, because if you're growing total revenues a lot mm -hmm. and ad revenue doesn't happen to be getting to 20%, what's the big deal? Why, why is 20% so important? I think it's a, uh, it's a real shift. It's showing uh, Daniel was ahead of the curve that we have dual monetization strategies, for sure. You see a lot of um, you know, platforms right now going one way or the other, getting into subscriptions or getting into advertising. And we've been into we've had advertising and subscriptions for close to a decade now, and so as we focus in on growing our audience and growing our user base globally, uh, advertising needs to be a uh, an ARPU competitive to premium, and so that's uh, a great opportunity for us uh, to build that business and to, I, you know, for us in Q4 um, we're already at 14%, so we're making really good strides in terms of getting to that goal and, and surpassing it. We believe that advertising on Spotify can be easily a 10 billion uh, euro business uh, in the future. So that's something that we're, we're striving for and we're aiming for. 
Yeah, and obviously um, the last year has been um, twists and turns, let's say. I mean, um, there was a lot in the reports in the press about you going on a big hiring spree at the beginning of last year, and obviously the market, everyone's found it challenging for, for mm. in different degrees. Um, what's your strategy going forward? We heard in the recent earnings call that maybe Daniel X said you'd overinvested in acquiring talent for podcasts. We talked a lot about Joe Rogan. You've also kind of got Michelle Obama, very expensive talent. Um, what's, your, what's your strategy going forward if you're not going to do that as much? Yeah, so first, um, on the first piece, I think there are two questions in there. Um, on the first piece, uh, those investments are long-term investments. They're not 12-month investments. Like what we're investing in terms of our talent and our people in the regions, uh, those are decade-long investments. And so, you know, as the market, um, when the market's ready, uh, we're going to be more than ready uh, with our technology and with our coverage and with our relationships with advertisers and with our relationships in the marketplace <clears throat> because of that investment that we made last year. And so I look at that investment as a very long-term investment for our business that I expect a really good return on. Uh, we increased the size of our um, advertising organization in EMEA specifically by over 70%. 70%. Uh, yeah, and so in the UK, all those people are now hired, they're all trained, they're all ramped, they're all talking to their clients, they're all building those relationships, and they're all learning about what our ambitions and about our product set. So I'm really bullish and excited about that investment in particular. Uh, second is our user base continues to scale. I mean, we're, we're, we're nearly a half a billion users listening to the platform. And with that type of size and scale in these markets, uh, you know, you're able to build better advertising products with better reach. You're able to have great first-party data for measurement and measurement solutions. So I'm really excited about the investments we made there. We bought two companies last year specifically around measurement. We know measurement is something that we need to be investing in and that we need to be leading. So one of the companies is called Podsites. And that really helps with attribution and attribution measurement for, pod, for podcasting specifically. But you can see us extending that across all of audio uh, within Spotify. And the second company is called Chartable. And that really provides unbelievable streaming intelligence to podcasters so that they can understand their audience. Just like we do for musicians. Musicians come to our platform and log in, and they know if they have you know, X amount of streams in the first hour, they know that song's going to be ahead. When they're planning their set tours and they go around and do their set list for all the locations. If they're going to play in Manchester, they know the top songs that are streamed on Spotify in Manchester. So they plan their sets around that. We want to offer the same type of insights and tools to podcasters and then to authors as we bring in audiobooks onto the platform. So I'm really excited about the audience side and the first party data that's going to be able to provide not only to advertising, but also to creators, podcasters, authors, and et cetera. So that's going to be a, a huge focus for us and a big area of investment as well. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, the scale um, aspect is really interesting because, you know, um, as you know, we ran a poll at the start of the morning where the vast majority of the audience, thanks again, um, said that measurement needs to be the thing that we focus on as a sector, better measurements. Um, you just mentioned some measurement tools that people can do on your own platform. Mm -hmm. But what about playing with other podcast publishers, audio publishers, um, more cross-media you, you yeah. cross measurement yeah, in I mean, terms of giving that confidence to buyers that you can compare apples with apples across different digital platforms. I mean, we've been trying to do that with video for 20 years, right? Like, so I think we need to really set our expectations around how platforms participate and play. Uh, we've been super open and very vocal and very public about our um, focus not only on providing the best first-party measurement tools, which we think will be industry-leading and defining, 
but also being very collaborative with third parties. We think there's a mix of both. We really do. Like, I don't think any advertiser is going to rely solely on first-party measurement solutions. They're going to want to have third-party solutions that they rely on that are industry standard or that are industry uh, agnostic in terms of like platform agnostic, I should say. And uh, you know, we're very open to that, and we want to work with them both. It's not going to stall or delay my plans on investing massively in first-party solutions at all. Uh, I'm accelerating those greatly. Um, but I think as third-party and as industry, as other platforms are you know, wanting to, to come into that uh, ecosystem, we're, we're open to collaborating. Uh, just to be clear what you mean by that, so I think we had um, Steve Dunlop on the panel just before the break. I just hung with Steve. Yeah, Steve from um, AMA talking about how you know, we need to have an IAS or kind of um, the equivalent of pixel tracking, third-party measurement. Is that the kind of thing that you're talking about that you would, be, that you would ideally like to see Spotify involved in? Yeah, I don't have the specific. Uh, I don't want to like hypothesize on specific solutions, but we are very open to what is acceptable in the industry. We, we're working with all kinds of third parties on helping to define the standards uh, around measurement for streaming audio specifically. I mean, if you look at consumer trends, I just I like to take the measurement back to the consumer and like put the consumer at the at the, at the center of it. Like what they're doing and how they're uh, engaging with the format. I mean, if you look at uh, you know a picture of down. You don't have a downtown. West End, uh, maybe yeah, West, End. Uh, West End. Like a decade ago, and a picture of West End, you know, yesterday, every single person is walking around with headphones. <laughs> Everybody, a decade, a decade ago, they're on. If you're on the subway, if you're in the grocery store, I mean, my son comes to the dinner table with one headphone in. I'm like, stop. You know, obviously we're having a family dinner, but like, you know, the the generation growing up is just that connected and is always tuned in and listening. Um, that's one trend that's just undeniable. The, other, the second trend is like how they interface with AI and with machines. And audio is the preferred format. So they've already picked audio. Uh, they, bless you. They walk, they walk into rooms and they're like, what's the weather today? And they expect answers back. Uh, I think it's killed parenting because now I can't lie to my kids anymore. Uh, the answers are all right there. Um, but in, in terms of like their interaction, like I bring out my phone and I text you know, my wife and my son's like, why are you texting? Why don't you just tell the machine what to do, <laughs> right? And like that, if like for people, for brands who don't think that their future consumer is going to be engaging, interacting with them through audio, like they're already behind the curve. And so as you think about the future of voice technology, as you think about the future of interactivity, I think you know audio is just right on the precipice of being you know connected, interactive, and responsive. And like that's sort of the future that we see coming, and that we're preparing for. Um, well, on that, it just so happens that this week you released some research called Sonic Science, I think. We did. Volume um, 2. Volume, volume 2. Thank you. Um, where <laughs> we're, we're, in the industry, we've been talking about attention measurement for some time. And usually we're, when we say that, we're talking about visual attention measurement. But actually, it looks like with this work that you've done with NeuroInsight, you're actually starting to maybe bring that oh. focus to audio. Yep. So what are, you, what are you learning from that, and how might it change your strategy? I love it. We geek out big time on this. Um, you know, we love studying the brain. And we love understanding, like, what's, you know, how are the synapses firing? What part of the brain is activating? What part of the brain is remembering? How's the audio message versus the social message versus video message? How are those engaging with your brain? So we really went deep for the last two years with um, NeuroLabs as well as an MIT uh, professor this year, a PhD, and really started to understand the power of audio. We've always talked about the theater of the mind. Like, we've always talked about like, the power of listening to something and activating your brain to actually visualize it yourself versus seeing it and listening is a very different experience. 
and your recall and uh, your attitude towards that changes dramatically. And it's almost like more passive just to be shown a video because you're like, oh, that's what they mean. But when you see a, a jockey or you see a disc jockey or you see a, you know, a, a talk show host that you, you've been listening to for years and you're like, what? That's what they look like? That's not at all what I thought. Because your brain has been like programming for audio. And so like, there's super powerful results that we're seeing within that research around retention, recall, even sort of engagement. So when, you know, this, the, the big highlight from the volume two is that we find that, um, you know, listeners are not only having a positive, like, uplift in their mood, we call it good vibes, but they're not only having, like, a positive experience when they're listening to something, uh, and it changes their sort of orientation of their mood, but they're also, like, carrying over the engagement. They're listening so intently to, like, their song or their podcast that it actually transfers over to all the advertising as well. So it's, like, that engagement in the platform. We always say people aren't on Spotify, they're in Spotify. Like, it's so personalized, your list is so personalized to you that it is like, oh my gosh, like, this is being programmed. Like, we have over half a billion instances of Spotify, not just one. And so, like, how do you think about that personalization, that experience? What is it doing to the brain? How does that impact and uh, re um, relate to the advertising performance? All that is sort of wrapped up in that research and something we're excited about. Okay. All right. So we've covered a lot of ground in terms of getting from that. We only have board. 10 minutes. So, I mean, <laughs> we'll quickly run out I'm speaking as fast as I can. Uh, and you're doing very well. Um, and so, um, so getting to that 14% to that 20%. So we've talked about changing consumer behavior. We've talked about different ways of monetizing, different ways of reaching audiences. What about kind of the nitty gritty in terms of dealing with uh, agencies and the buy side? Um, we, again, referencing the panel just before the break, I think... Um, I forget who it was mentioned that actually the budgets for digital audio are coming from the digital side as opposed to the AV side. I mean, do you see that generally in the different markets that you're kind of floating around in? Or uh, what, does something need to change about agency buying structures in order to unlock that, that incremental 6% for you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think uh, a few things. Um, it has, this has happened, I've been in the business now 30 years, and this has happened every single time there's a new format or a new way of uh, buying media or reaching consumers. And so I sort of see the same thing that has happened in early on with display or early on, sorry, video is a better example. Um, you know, when video came around, it took a decade for people to stop buying broadcast versus like streaming. And like it, it took a long time for structures and technology and buying channels, how they buy, who's buying, and what are they buying, and how are they measuring that against the plan. Like, all that was shifting and changing. It took a long time for that to shift from just being a broadcast buyer to being a video buyer. And now you have video buyers, video departments, video groups within agencies that are focused in on everything from creative to those, that channel. I think that is coming for audio. I do think that is, you know, I'm seeing some of those changes early on. We're seeing uh, agencies start to think about structures. We're seeing them lean in. Uh, more and more to uh, the streaming side of the business, not only because of the addressability, the targeting, and the measurement, uh, but also just because of the scale and reach. As you look at the consumer trends, if you look at the anybody who's under the age of 15 and you ask them, do they listen to the radio or do they listen to, to Spotify or to any of the streaming services, I think that's sort of the future of what the, audience, the consumer is doing, and I think the agencies uh, will react to that. 
What about what tricks have you got up your sleeve in terms of uh, you know um, covering this industry for a few years now? You've seen the Facebooks and Googles of the world kind of get very <coughs> good at training agencies on this is how you buy an app platform, and the agencies get very good at specialising on specific platforms. You, you're going to kind of encourage agencies to have Spotify specialists in house going forward. Listen, I you know we with the investment we did in our talent and our team, um, I think there's a lot of opportunity for us to be uh, educating, be more present be educating and being help leading these agencies on how they think about uh, audio, and, and I think we can do a better job there. Um, and finally, um, so you have this international role. Um, I'm interested to know what markets are the biggest challenge for you, yeah. and just broadly, is it the, the, the markets, maybe the, the UK, where you're more mature in, that you're having challenge getting that incrementality, or is it the education piece where you're kind of less uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> we're still scaling a lot of our tech globally. So the areas that are sort of where I'm focused right now is just getting the foundations and getting the pipes set up. So you know, in Brazil or in India, payments are super different, and how you lay your payment tracks in those countries take take time and invest and you need investment. And so those types of things uh, in those international markets are you know where I'm. I want to get the global foundation set. I want to get our global ad stack set. And I want to get all the pipes working so that all the data is flowing back in that I can use to optimize, that I can use to provide better performance, that I can use to provide better recommendations to clients um, and, and, and in terms of performance. And so that is sort of where I've been really focusing on. Um, I think the team here in the UK especially is uh, something I'm really excited about. We've got great people on the team. We've got a great opportunity. We've got a great brand in this marketplace. I think um, you'll see big things out of them this year. We'll have to get you back next year and we'll talk about that. <laughs> Thank you, Lee Brown from Spotify. Thank you very much. Yep. Thanks again for listening to the Media Leader Podcast. And there's more of where that came from on our website. The-media-leader.com is our website. You can sign up to our daily newsletter in the UK and weekly roundup of media in the US. You can also find us on YouTube where we are posting video interviews and clips from our live events. Our LinkedIn page where people like to comment on the things that we're posting. And Twitter where all our stuff is pretty much pumped out like a beautiful fountain of media industry content. That's it. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.